Christian. Welcome, friends, to the Christian O'Connell Show podcast. I went to the cinema last week. I uh, took my uh, youngest daughter, Lois. We went to see this new movie, Air. Oh, it's meant to be oh, good. Yeah. yeah, loved it. Really, really good. Directed by Ben Affleck. He's in it. He's very good. Matt Damon is amazing in it. And uh, Viola Davis is a great actor. And Michael Jordan's only stipulation was that she had to play his mum mm. or he was not going to sign off the movie. She is incredible mm. in this. It's a great movie. It's the story, basically, of world's greatest athlete, mm. greatest competitor of all time. But he's not in it. You see the back of his head or someone playing... Oh, never his... No one oh, plays Jordan? Really? No. Oh. I, I, I really enjoyed the movie, right? And I, I'd recommend you go and see it. But it ended, and I... It, the most interesting thing about him is just like he did a trainer deal once. Oh. That's that's the story you want to tell us. It's a well, it's it's a well told story. I guess in the Last Dance, the Netflix documentary, we got to learn about him as a yeah. player. Mm. And now, the but movie... what about that trainer deal? <laughs> huh? Play. Here's the movie. At one point, I found myself going, "It all builds to this big pitch. Yep. Will he even get to the table? It looks like he's going to go to Converse. Nike won't really had no big play at all in in basketball uh, trainers and sneakers. And I'm sent to my door. I go, oh my God, I just hope they get the deal. She goes, they're a billion dollar company. <laughs> we know but they're they not is. the underdog. <laughs> I hope they get more billions. Oh, come on, billionaires. Cheer the billionaires on in this story. That's what I say, old shoe dog. <laughs> it is, by, by, by making a great movie, they've essentially got us to sit through a two hour ad. That's what I thought. It was. <laughs> And then the saddest one is, right, I have a pair of Air Jordans, and about 20 minutes into the movie, my daughters went, oh, my God, please tell me you didn't wear those. (laughs) They just happened to be on my feet. I didn't wear them to come to the movie about how they came to being. (laughs) Anyway, I noticed Perry, who does all the video for uh, this show, right, he has got a brand-new pair of Air Jordans. Brand-new. They are. He hasn't worn them. (laughs) Fresh out of the box. And coincidence? Can't you get rolled for them? (laughs) He saw the film over the weekend. Yeah, and, went, um, and then went out and bought himself a pair of Air Jordans. <laughs> you ever do anything like that where you see a movie and go, I'm having that. <laughs> I'm having that. I'm going online right now. <laughs> the credits are rolling. Ordered. That's it. I'm going to be like the movies. Your friend has done this. Oh, he bought the jacket that Ryan Gosling wears in the movie Drive. Is that a satin oh. woman, like Silk, a tiger on the yeah, back or something? Yeah, sat- satin bomber jacket yes. with a scorp- yellow scorpion on the back. Yeah, now he's... Ryan Gosling can pull that off. Yes, and my friend can't, hasn't even had the guts to wear it anywhere. <laughs> oh, no! I've never seen him wear it. Back oh, totally hundreds. All right, let's take some of your calls right now. Uh, let's go to uh, Jeff. G'day, mate. How are you? I'm good, Jeff, and I hope you're well. Thanks for calling the show. So what was it for you? Untouchables with De Niro and Costner. Yeah, Great and movie. I went to Tha- when I went to Thailand. I got De Niro's jacket when he was Al Capone, tailor made for me. Well, yeah, it's like a beautiful sort of camel car coat, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, with a black collar. That beautiful black collar, and then you brought it back here to uh, Australia and rocked it around. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it still had that Al Capone vibe. I still, I still, I took a picture of it for you, so I'll send it later. Yeah, no, oh, no, yeah. thanks, Jeff. The Al Capone, yeah. and I got made the um, also the Casino Royale James Bond suit. Took a year. This is just a pretty normal suit, though, isn't it? Uh yeah, sort of. Well, his is, I believe, that's a Tom Ford suit. Did again, do you go back to Thailand? Yep. I bet they go. Here he is he coming down the street again? <laughs> yeah, Al Pacino's here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now he's James Bond now. <laughs> 
That's great, Jeff. Thank you very much for your call, Maya. The Christian O'Connell Show podcast. Go and see the uh, movie Air. I loved it. Really, really good. Old-fashioned movie, just a well-told story. Matt Damon's great in it. Jason Bateman as well and Vola Davis. It's a true story of how uh, Nike, blessed them, managed to secure even more billions of profits uh, by uh, getting Michael Jordan to do a sneaker deal with them. <laughs> I love the movie, but actually, when I was out, uh, the majority of that movie is, is men yelling in boardrooms and offices about, we got to get this, how are we going to close? Anyway. Obviously, it's going to, not, not like the brand of uh, Air Jordans needs any more marketing, but I bet there's loads of kids that kind of come out and go, and I want to buy a pair. When you say kids, actually grown up, about to be Dad Perry that works on this show. four years old. Went straight to the old <laughs> Foot Locker. <laughs> if I was Foot Locker, I'm, I'm taking all my Air Jordans outside the front of the cinema, making a markup, just sell them out in the car park, and uh, brought himself a very shiny, brand new, squeaky new pair of Air Jordans. What have you brought? After seeing it in a movie, nine four one four one zero four three. Peter, hello, hello, Peter. So, uh, what did you buy after you saw it in a movie? Okay, Stargate SG one. I bought the beret that Kurt Russell wears in the movie, but then the TV series came out, so I bought the jacket that Colonel Jack O'Neill wears with all the Stargate insignia, yep. the um, uh, his name on it, and I cannot wait for the cold weather so I can wear it. I wear it all the time. I tell you what, it'd be a very distinctive look to see a beret on the mean (laughs) streets of Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. I don't often wear the beret, but I always yeah, you should jacket. do. This winter is, yes. the, is the winter of berets, Let's Peter. Let's start a <laughs> new trend for I'll hipsters of berets. I'll make it a thing. Yeah. yeah, and occasionally occasionally, I'll get a nerd come up to me and go, Jack O'Neill, Stargate. And I'm like, yeah, I've actually been saluted once. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Stargate fact that you're calling them nerds as well. Yeah, was, <laughs> You've got the was, outfit. It was like a nerd convention. Me and this guy just started talking Stargate and he saluted me. And I'm like, oh, that's brilliant. Well done. You get a point. <laughs> and where do you keep all the, where do you keep the outfit in that? Is it in the wardrobe? I'm or? looking at it right now. It's hanging off my motorbike handlebars. Do you know what? Yeah, Put that whole outfit on and get out on that motorbike. There we go. The, the spaceship must have crashed. <laughs> we came through the gate and landed here. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Peter, thank you very much. You're cool. We love that. Thank you very much. Michelle. How are you? Yeah, we're good, Michelle, and I hope you're well. Now, Michelle, what did you buy after you saw a movie? I was about the same age as Bridget Jones's diary when she, when that came out, yeah. and she was wearing a gorgeous Tiffany pendant, and um, I just couldn't keep my eyes off it for the whole movie, and then when I found out what it was, I went and bought it. Oh, so, nice um, Nice. Yeah, not as exciting as the last guy. I might be able to use it for a fishing line, maybe. But well, so it's very, it's a very, su- it's a very subtle piece of movie memorabilia, yes. isn't it? Yes. You wouldn't get people stopping you on the street going, "Oh, Bridget Jones's no. diary." No, Tiffany no, Pendant. I'm a subtle person. I'm a subtle person. Yes. All right, yeah. <laughs> lovely, Michelle. Thank you very much. You call. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care, mate. Danny. So we're talking about uh, being influenced by movies today. What was it for you? Oh, Christian, I tell you what, I was young and impressionable many years ago when the Rocky movie came out. And um, can you imagine me waking up in the early hours of a frosty morning in Dalesford and uh, putting on my hooded track suit, matching top and bottom, of course, and drinking that cup of five raw eggs and then going up to the top of Wombat Hill, getting to the top of the tower, pumping shadow boxing out, breathing out, Cold, frosty air. That was me. That oh, was John, me. All you missed was the yeah. meat locker and start punching all those carcasses. Yeah, well, I, I had a red punching bag and I envisaged that as this big cow carcass, but yeah. 
you know, what could I do, Christian? I was young and impressionable, and I can't complain to my kids when they get off on some trendy thing that's been branded in a movie now because I look back and I did exactly the same thing. I can't imagine drinking that horrible foul drink with all the eggs in there. Danny, that's a great one. Thank you very much for your story. Cheers, boys. The Christian O'Connell Show podcast. All right, we're going to open up the phone lines now. We want to, uh, there are over 1,025 suburbs in Melbourne. And our mission now on the show is try and speak to somebody from all of those suburbs. I've been everywhere, man. All the suburbs in Melbourne. Up the quarter to Melton. Across the bay to Port Arlington. Rose and a South Yarran, I got a fact for you. I've been everywhere. This needs to be released as a single. All right, so you call us up. Uh, we will make you the mayor of your suburb. You just tell us one thing about your suburb. What did we find out recently about some of the suburbs? We heard some great facts. Ray was from Safety Beach. He said that originally Safety Beach was known as Shark Bay, but in the 60s when they made it residential, they changed the name to Safety Beach. That is a, a big rebrand, isn't it? <laughs> Super safe to swim here. Go in the water as much as you want. No more talk of sharks. <laughs> Uh, Brad from Mombolk said that half of Australia's cut flowers come from Mombolk. Meredith was from up in Mill Park where she said the shopping centre, which is called The Stables. Oh, look at this. Actually used to be a horse yeah, stables. Yeah. It's basically, <laughs> this features like a meteorite of heat. Whenever we do, just call us up. Tell us one thing about your suburb. And Evelyn from Avondale Heights said the town planner who designed Canberra also designed Avondale Heights. Okay, so uh, where can we uh, tick off on our map of all the uh, Melbourne suburbs? 1,025. We're trying to speak to somebody from each suburb. You just need to give us one thing. Doesn't even have to be an interesting thing like the hall stables uh, just one thing about your suburb 94141043 Beth good morning good morning alright Beth uh, where are you ticking off for us which suburb I'm in Diggers Rest 3427 and what can you tell the new uh, mayor of uh, Diggers Rest what can you tell us Beth about Diggers Rest so Diggers Rest was the site of the first sustained flight in Australia by Harry Houdini I did oh, Harry wow. Houdini the escapologist <laughs> Yep. Flew Australia's first flight. Yep. I did not know that in history of Houdini. That's unbelievable. Was he known for doing flying? I believe not. Um, was he but padlocked he as he's doing it in some sort of elaborate <laughs> stunt? I guess flying was kind um, of magic when it first started, yes. so maybe it suited his act. I believe he wanted to be a part of the race in the air, and um, that ship had already sailed, so to speak, but in even so, overseas. You know, they thought that the guy to test planes here in Australia was a magician. That's like David Copperfield said, listen, I want to be part of the race to space. You're a magician. You know. (laughs) Amazing that he got to do it. What a story. And so was he successful? Did he take flight? He did. So he reached 100 um, feet in altitude, I believe. And what's successful? It's not that high. It's not the current cruising altitude. Even 100 metres, it's it's low. (laughs) Harry, (laughs) it barely classifies as a flight. 100 feet. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, well, that's a great one, uh, Beth. Thank you very much for letting us know. You've made uh, Digger's Rest incredibly famous now. (laughs) Well, I try. Good. Uh, Beth, have a nice day. Thanks for calling the show. You too. Thank you. Bye. The Christian O'Connell Show podcast. Tell us something about your suburb. We'll make you the mayor of your suburb. There are 1,025 suburbs in Melbourne. Our new mission on the show then is to try and speak to someone from all of those 1,025. 9414 1043. Emily, what can you tell us about your suburb? 
So I live in Burwood East, not to be incorrectly referred to as East Burwood. And it is famous for having the first Kmart store, which is continually open 24 hours a day. This is music to Patsy's ears. Legendary. They started it all. Have you ever been to an overnight 24-hour Kmart? What do you think? Yes. Yes, I have. Who is in the need of something at 2am? At 2 a.m. You never know. You know what? I have done it a couple of times on the way to work, usually around Christmas time, just to avoid the crush. You go Christmas shopping before coming in here at 2am. I have You are a machine <laughs> of productivity. That is... There's 24 hours in a day, Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, how often do you get to the 24-hour Kmart? Not as often as I would like, but I can tell you it's often very, very busy at midnight, which is very odd because I'm not sure why people are shopping at Kmart at that hour. Crazy. Yeah. All right, Emily, thank you very much. You're now the Mayor of Burwood East. Uh, let's go to Catherine. Hello, Catherine. Hey, Christian. How are you doing? I'm good, Catherine. I hope you're well as well. Thanks for calling the show. So, uh, where are you calling from? Which suburb can we tick off? I am the Mayor of Mornington. The Mayor of Mornington. I love <laughs> Some this. Some of my friends actually call me the Mayor of Mornington. Yeah, it's not that you've had the Mayor and the Mayoress of Kingstown. Now we need Mornington. <laughs> and uh, what can you tell us about Mornington? Oh, Mornington is the suburb of twos. Two of everything. Two Aldi, two Coles, two Woolies, two pubs down by the beach, two outdoor markets, two 7-Elevens. You name it, we've got it. Mm. And like, two of it. Like Noah's Ark. Yeah, <laughs> two by two. <laughs> that exactly. is incredible. Great stat. I love that. Thank you, Catherine. Love your show. Thank you very much, Catherine. Uh, let's go to Terry. Hi, how are you? I'm good, Terry. So what can you tell us about your suburb? Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Melton in it's triple three eight. Melton is actually what the M stands for in Big M. The Big M, oh. M was invented oh, no in Melton. Did you guys know this? No, no idea. I never even thought what the M might stand no. for in Big M. I just thought it was yeah. like the Big M. Yeah. No, it was the Big Melton. The M stands for Melton. <laughs> this. Wow. I imagine a lot of people right now are going, "Who knew?" Yeah. Terry, that's one of the biggest ones we've had. I've got to be honest, that is a big one. Yeah, it, most people don't know it, but, yeah, little fun fact for you. Terry knows what she's just dropped like a mic trap. Like, yeah, <laughs> you can be amazed. You can be speechless. It's a big one. Terry, thank you very much for sharing that. Not a problem. Thank you. All right, let's go to uh, Linda now. Linda. Yes, it's Linda Meadows. Hello, it's Linda, Linda Meadows, Meadows, everyone. Hello, Hello Linda. Linda Meadows. How are you? Good, thank you. Good stuff, Linda Meadows. All right, then, Linda Meadows. Well, what suburb do you live in? Edith Vale. Edith Vale. What can you tell me about Edith Vale? Edith Vale has a internationally recognised wetland called Edith Vale Wetlands. Yeah. And we have not only just birds from Australia migrating there, but from as far away as Japan and Siberia. Wow. That's what makes it international, I guess. (laughs) You need them, really, don't you? Yes. Yeah. Do you get down there much for a walk? Oh, yes, it's uh, got a bird hide and there's a Friends of the Edifal Seaford Wetlands, which opens up the bird hide for people at weekends and there's kangaroos in the wetlands as well. It's a bit creepy, isn't it, going and hiding in a hide, spying on birds. 
you know, just watching them, <gasps> but they go. can't see us. For a year to be a young, or, is it an I ornithologist? Did. An ornithologist, yes, yes. yes. But yes. I like being out in the open and letting them know where I was. Ah, yeah, too easy. a friend to them, like yeah. Dr. Doolittle. You don't want the captive ones. No, no. Thank you very much for call, Linda Meadows. Linda Meadows, everyone. Meadows is off. Thank you. Thank you. The Christian O'Connell Show Podcast.